Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on Reformation Sunday, October 30th, 2022, on the basis of John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36. The Gospel reading from John chapter 8, starting at verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the word of our Lord. Happy Reformation Day! You know, it's a great day for a Martin Luther geek like me, especially when I have a captive audience that has to listen to all my favorite things about Martin Luther. Of course, I'm joking, that's actually not what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Because as interesting as Martin Luther is, and and he is very interesting, that wasn't the point and significance of the Reformation. He wasn't the point and significance of the Reformation. The Reformation was significant, and it still is, because it, it was a return to the truth. It was an uncovering of the precious gospel once again, a return to grace, to this gospel truth that sets you free. And so on this Reformation Sunday, we're going to be looking at this section of scripture from John chapter 8, where Jesus is in Jerusalem speaking to a group of Jewish people, and we're introduced to them as the Jews who had believed him. Now, on its face, that statement seems pretty straightforward. Uh, but actually, as you compare the, the people that are talked about in verse 30, the, the verse that precedes our section today, and the people that are talked about in verse 31, this appears to be two different groups of people. There is a, a significant verb change, a tense change, in, in verse 30 to verse 31. So verse 30 seems to be talking about those who believed in Jesus as their Savior from sin, But those who are in verse 31, who are mentioned there, seem to be those who were favorably disposed toward Jesus, uh, liked listening to him, thought he was a good enough guy, maybe liked his moral teachings, but uh, did not believe in him as their their savior. That's maybe not that hard of a person to envision today. That kind of person is the person that really has no problem with Jesus, may even call themselves a Christian, send their kids to, to private uh, Christian school so that their kids learn good morals, but they don't believe in Jesus as their Savior from sin. It is to that group of people that Jesus says, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Which begs the question, what does it mean to hold to the truth. Does holding to the truth mean to hold to just the core truths of Scripture? Whatever five important doctrines I deem to be the most important, or does it mean holding to all of the truth? 
Well, if holding on to, to the core truths of Scripture is what it means to hold on to the truth, then we have to ask ourselves a really important question. Which part of the truth would be worth sacrificing? <laughs> what makes it into the core truth and what doesn't? And, and how do we decide what doesn't make it in there? Should we sacrifice or, or leave out what the Bible teaches about creation? What about marriage? How about the roles of men and women? Or should we leave out what the Bible teaches about generosity or, or about loving our neighbor? Or maybe here's a different way to ask it. Uh, what about those teachings of Scripture that I deem to be spurious, extra, unfitting with the modern times? Ah, well, now we get to the heart of the issue here. When Scripture says something that is at odds with what I want Scripture to say, what do I do? Who wins? Scripture or me? God or me? Here's the thing about the truth. If you add something to the truth, if you take something away from the truth, it is no longer the truth. You've maybe heard me use this illustration before, but I want you to imagine that you're holding your favorite beverage and in that beverage, we put a little bit of toilet bowl cleaner. The question is, is it still your favorite beverage? No, it's a toxic mess. You wouldn't drink that. So, so it is when you add something to the truth of God's word. And it's equally dangerous to, to take something away from the truth of God's word. If we learn anything from the Reformation era, it's that the truth can so easily be obscured. The truth can so easily be lost. When parts of Scripture are removed because it's convenient. When parts are added to Scripture because it's expedient. It helps you get what you want. When the truth becomes whatever I want God to say instead of what he actually says, the truth is twisted, obscured, obstructed, and in turn, lost. In our text from John, these Jewish people heard Jesus say, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But these Jewish people balked at that idea. Because if they had to be set free by the truth, it would mean that they were currently enslaved. And in their minds, they weren't slaves to anything or anyone. In their minds, they had no need to be freed. And really, in, in saying that, they're, they're actually saying that they have no need for Jesus and what Jesus came to do. They like Jesus. They, they like listening to him. They may have been favorably disposed towards him. They, they may have loved his teachings on morality, but they didn't need or want him as their savior from sin. They had found their sense of security, albeit a false sense of security, elsewhere. You hear them, you'll hear them say, but we are Abraham's descendants. Jesus wants to open their eyes to spiritual realities. If you're a sinner, and, and guess what? You are, then you were born a slave to sin. Sin has enslaved you because that's exactly what sin does. It enslaves. It enslaves you to you. You are enslaved to yourself, to your own will. You are enslaved to your own desires. You will always follow what you want scripture to say rather than what it actually says. B. 
because sin opposes the truth. Sin always chooses pride over humility. Sin always chooses me over God. Jesus says there's a practical result to this, a practical result of being enslaved to sin. He says a slave has no permanent place in the family. Those who are enslaved are outside of the family of God. And that, my friends, is why we all need the truth. This truth that is Jesus. He is the embodiment of the truth. A little bit later in this Gospel of John, Jesus would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth. The truth who humbled himself to be born of a woman, born under the constraints of the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might have the full rights of sons, so that we would be freed from the law, set free from that. Jesus is the truth who battled the devil, took, took him on head to head, and won so that the devil would be his footstool, so that the devil's head would be crushed, and so that the devil would have no power over you. You have been set free from the power of the devil by what Jesus did for you. Jesus is the truth. He's the truth who experienced hell on your behalf, the punishment that you deserved so that you would be freed from that judgment. The Son has set you free. And Jesus says, that makes you free indeed. Look again at verse 35. Yeah, a slave has no permanent place in the father's house, but you are no longer a slave, but a son. And a son has a perfect, permanent place in the father's house. That's exactly what happened for Cooper here this morning. A little bit of water connected with the freeing truth of God's powerful word has made Cooper God's own son, who has a permanent place in his father's house. The truth has set Cooper free. The truth has set you free. So, which part of the truth would you be willing to sacrifice? The answer? None of it. We want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because the truth has set us free. At the beginning of this reading, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's why it's so important that you're here. That's why it's so important that you invite people here. That's why it's so important that you bring your children here to hear God's word, the truth, to encourage each other in the truth. Because the truth is, <laughs> there's more spiritual good happening, happening here than we could ever imagine. Last week, I had the opportunity to attend a different church while visiting my parents it was great. A great opportunity to sit and listen and, and drink in the truth of God's word and to do so with my family. We sat in the back so that we could get out quickly in case Greta was, was fussing. And I'll tell you what, that little girl loves to, to squirm and wiggle. She always needs to be doing something and, and she loves to move, which isn't ideal for sitting in a church pew. <laughs> Sitting there with her, uh, we heard probably every other paragraph of the sermon. We missed a couple parts of the liturgy, and, and it got me thinking, it would be pretty easy to get discouraged doing this every week. So, if you need encouragement, can I take a second and encourage you? Even though some Sundays might be difficult, 
Even though you might not be able to catch all of the sermon, bringing your children here is the best thing that you can do because they will hear the truth. You know, sometimes before a child can even read, you'll hear them proclaiming the truth in the creed or singing along with the liturgy or praying the Lord's Prayer. They are being connected to the strengthening power of the freeing truth, a truth that you need, a truth that we all need. A truth that makes you free indeed. Happy Reformation Day, dear Christians. Amen. Hi there, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Hey, in this 21st century, one of the ways that you can share your faith is pretty easy. By sharing this podcast, by sharing this sermon, you you can share Jesus' love with somebody that might need to hear it today. If you like what you heard today, maybe consider doing something just like that. And we'll we'll see you here back next week for another sermon. God bless.